ESPN 94.1 FM at 8:930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Thursday, December 5th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program anytime by calling the Miller White phone lines. How do you do that? It's real simple. 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Well, what are we going to talk about today? I think we're going to start and probably finish with Marshall. Last night, Thundering Herd losing to Akron, 83-75. to First big question you got to answer, where was Jansen Williams? He was battling a stomach virus. Kid was only able to go about nine minutes. At least I was told it was a stomach virus. That's, um, that's what he was dealing with. So he wasn't really a factor in this game, and I'm sure that it was killing him there. He had a rebound. He had one turnover. Does Jansen in the game make a difference? I think he adds something to that game. I think it's a little closer. It's probably a little bit more competitive. He was finding his shot. I think you have him in the contest. It's a, a different ball game. And I'm not saying he's the reason why they lost, not being there, but he would have definitely been an added factor into the determining the outcome of that game. Now, Jared West in that game, at 17 points. I'm always going to expect a good game from Jared. It doesn't matter if it's scoring, if it's defense. But Jared had to be more of a scorer last night. He had to go back and do things like score. 7-15, he was 1-3 from the three-point line. Hit two of his three free throws. He had four rebounds. Had a couple of assists. Four turnovers. He had four steals. I like seeing him in that role where... He's an agitator. He's out there doing things, being a bulldog on defense. I like seeing him in that role. I've come accustomed to that. But I like the fact that he's um, finding some offense as well. Still, he's out there, 17 points. Iron Bennett, 13 points. Five fouls, though. Got to keep him on the floor. He was out there 20 minutes. You got to keep him out there on the floor. Six of nine, one of two from the free throw line. He had six rebounds. As I said, 20 minutes, five fouls. Got to have him out there more. He's an important part of this team. Tavion Kinsey, 15 points in that game. Five of 13. Hit all of his free throws, missed both of his three-point shots. He had three rebounds. Had five assists, two turnovers. That's a good ratio. He was out there 38 minutes. And then the other guy in double-digit scoring, Cam Brooks-Harris. He had to pick up the offense. Five of six, he was one of two from the three-point line. He had three rebounds total, 11 points. He had three assists, one turnover, a couple of blocks, and he had one steal. This team had eight steals and four blocks, just four blocks. Jansen Williams out there, you're missing, what, three blocks a game right there out of him? So you're missing him. Definitely could have used him. Hustle points, though, if you look at the hustle points and you think, Marshall outscored him 42-31 the paint. All right, Marshall's playing inside, playing playing well, right? 15 points off turnovers compared to Akron's 9. You're thinking, all right, it's a good stat for Marshall. Second chance points, 11-9 in favor of Akron. It's close, but 
it's comparable. Fast break points, 3-2 to two in favor of Akron. And then bench points. Marshall, obviously, more bench points because you didn't have Jansen and Williams out there, so you had to go to the bench more in 25-15 there. You look at some of those stats and you think, okay, this game, Marshall should have been competitive in this game. And then you look at the shooting, and that's really going to tell you the story. Field goals in the first half, Marshall was 11-32. Second half, Marshall was 17-29. Got better in the second half. Got a lot better in the second half. First half, 34.4%. Second half, they shot 56, I'm sorry, 58.6%. For the game, 45.9%, 26, I'm getting my sixes and eights mixed up here, 28 and 61%. 45.9%. So they shot better in the second half. Three-point line, 3 of 12 in the first half, 25%. It goes up to 40% in the second half, but they're only 2 of 5. For the game, 5 of 17, 29.4%. Free throws, they shot 75% of their free throws in the entire game. They were 71.4% in the first half, 77.8%, but then you look at the numbers. 5 of 7 in the first, 7 of 9 in the second. They get a few opportunities. And then you look at Akron. How many opportunities do they get? Marshall in that game, 12 of 16, as I mentioned. Akron, 18 of 26 from the free throw line. Now, some of that was late. Not all of it was early on. Really, in the second half, free throw line, 16 of 23. Only two of three in the first half. They shot 69.2%, but they were 16 of 23. No matter the reason they went to the line, they got uh, a lot more of the opportunities than Marshall. 18 of 26 in that contest. This said 16 of 23 in the second half, so you know where the free throws were coming in the second half. And they shot a little bit better than the herd in the first half. Marshall actually shot better in the second half than they did, but, of course, the damage was done. They shot 18-38 in that first half. They had more opportunity to shoot. They made more baskets, 47.4%. Second half, they only had 22 shots, hit 10 of them. Marshall had 29 shots in the second half, hit 17. And they shot 45.5% in that second half for the game, 46.7. 28-60. So 28 of 60 shooting. Marshall was 28 of 61. But then you look at free throws. That's a big factor in this one. The three-point line, and that's a big factor in this contest. Akron shot 11 of 22 for the game. They were 50%. It was either in or out. It was a 50-50 ball every time it went up in the air. First half, they shot 7 of 14, 50%. Second half, 4 of 8. 50% for the game, 11-22, 50%. 50s across the board, shot 50%. That's an interesting number to me. But that's where the damage was done. The free throw line, the three-point line. And we're going to hear from the players here in a little bit. We're going to get their thoughts. Last night's postgame, we're going to kind of go back and revisit it, see what they had to say. I thought it was a really interesting Again, you get a guy that goes out there and comes in the press conference, and he basically up front says, look, that's on us. 
we left some stuff out there. We could have done better. And that was Jared West, Iron Bennett. We're going to hear from those guys here in a few minutes. We'll get your phone calls in as well. You can join us by calling 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. We will talk about this game. And we will look ahead to next contest. Marshall's taking on Toledo again. Toledo for the second time. Wasn't pretty the first time. I'm hoping the second time's a better showing from the Thundering Herd. They've got some pieces. They've just got to put them together now. I don't know if this team's going to make a, a run and win Conference USA, but it's early on in the season, and we're still in non-conference. Once you get the conference, completely different story. doesn't matter what your conference record looks like unless you don't qualify because you still have a shot for the tournament. You've got an opportunity. You get into one of the pods, depending on which pod you're in, you're either locked in or you're going to have to fight to get in. Either way, there's so many opportunities, so I'm not worried about down the run. I'm not worried about that. Right now, I'm not worried about this. It's early. Marshall's playing a little bit better competition. That's good because this portion of the schedule gets the team ready for the conference set, right? That's the goal. I mean, it's great you co- if you go into conference undefeated or pretty solid, and that's good. You've got that momentum. But I'm actually buying in right now anyway. I'm buying in the way the schedule's worked out. Dan D'Antoni's put together a tougher schedule, playing some better opponents, getting this team ready. And you know what? You listen to his postgame letter. We'll have it for you. He talks about, hey, look, we're, we're in that cycle now. I mean, you go up. You go down, you refuel, you reload, you come back up. You go down, replenish. Yeah, can't be Duke every year. Can't be Kentucky every year. You can't be one of those schools where it's just a constant stream. Everybody else has got to go out and recruit and get guys and then develop that talent. You can't get the All-Americans won and duns. Case can't do it at Marshall. But we're going to talk about all of that. Get your phone calls in as well when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. 877-420-TALK. The phone number to be a part of the program today. Phone lines brought to you by Miller Lite. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original white beer. Last night, Marshall losing to Akron 83-75 and... If you didn't catch the postgame last night, don't worry. I've got you covered. We heard from Jared West. We heard from Iron Bennett. And these guys took ownership. They get beat. I thought they might get beat by 15 the way it was going. They chip away at it a little bit. They go down by 15 at half. They actually outscore Akron in the second half. They shoot better. It was a closer contest that second half. The damage was done, though. Here's Jared West. Here's Iron Bennett talking about the loss. We came out very flat. Um, they got way too many offensive rebounds. They had 15 total. We had six, so we didn't do our job on our end. Um, you give a team four or five offensive rebounds, especially early on when they do miss a shot and give them an extra bucket, you know what I mean? That's, that'll kill you, especially when we come down and we're not scoring. Um, we, did, we, gotta, we just got to be better. We, we came out so flat and sluggish today. 
honestly on both ends. Um, I know I have to do I have to do better job of that um, from a leadership standpoint, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that was the main uh, issue was our energy and our lack of energy and focus to start the game. You know, we can't dig ourselves a hole every time every every time we come out. You know, so we gotta be better. Aaron, a little bit of a frustrating night for you. You pick up your second on a double foul, which it looks like you're getting hooked a little bit. And how, how difficult mentally is it to overcome that when you see that that uh, you're not able to be on the floor whenever the team needs you? It's it's very it's, it's very difficult. Just just dealing with being in foul trouble and stuff a lot. Um, I mean, it just it's really on me. I just gotta be in better better um, spots and just move my feet and stuff, so, I mean, it sucks. It, it sucks when I'm on the side and I'm in there, I can't help, I can't do nothing for my team but just yell, but, I mean, it is what it is. Like, like Jared said, like, we can't dig ourselves a hole like that in the beginning of the game. Like, we got to come out stronger than that, so, that. What, what do you do to try and overcome that? I know that you all, you know, Practices, y'all are going hard. Like the intensity there, things like that. Like, it, do you feel like it's in your head a little bit? I mean, energy is something that we can all control. You know, that's 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 one thing that's not out of our control: energy and effort. And um, you know, we, we just have to do a better job of that. You know, we, we can't afford to come out, have bad energy. Um, you know, not play with the energy and focus that we need to play with. And they come out and they're up ten points in the, by the media timeout. You know, that's I mean. That's tough. I mean, even though there's plenty of game left, they sent the tone for the game, and we got smacked in the mouth. So um, that's just that's all on us, you know. That's not the coaches. That's not the fans. That's not anybody else. That's, I mean, that's not even what they're doing. You know, that's that's all on us. And like I said, I I have to do a better job of that. Um, I take partial responsibility for that because maybe I wasn't, I didn't bring the energy like I was supposed to. You know, maybe I didn't do my job um, from that standpoint. So, like I said, that that's all on us. That's a mistake that we can control. So we have to do a better job of that. When you all do get down 8, 10, 12 points, do you feel like the offense presses a little bit and guys either rush or think? I mean, it's almost like a double-edged sword. Um, probably so. Um, I know I missed a couple easy ones at the rim early on. You know, Tavion, you know, he, he probably missed a couple ones that he would like to get back as well. And, um, you know, when you get down and you miss those, those shots, it, it weighs on you a lot more than if it's a tie game or you have the lead. Um, then Iron gets in foul trouble. so. That kind of hurts our uh, inside presence, you know. And they they did a good job of double teaming him tonight to make it hard on him. But um, like I said, we just we got to do a better job. Um, we can't force, we can't press. When we get down, we got to trust the offense, trust our system, and um, we just got to keep we got to grind it out throughout the rest of the game. Jackson, on the, on your old defensive end of the floor, you know, I mean, he's it seemed like every time y'all tried to double team, he was squirting through and really able to work with Williams pretty well for them tonight. What, what was the most difficult thing about trying to handle him up front? Um, they set good screens, they got good spacing, and they made shots. Um, they, they came out, made a lot of threes, 11 for 22, 50%. I mean, you can't ask for a better performance from three-point line than that. And, uh, you know, a couple of them were contested and late in the shot clock, but at the same time, they got a lot of open ones in the first half. So. Um, you know, Jackson did a good job of getting in the paint, um, collapsing our defense. Uh, I feel like we should have had a couple steals on those skip passes, but uh, we didn't get to them quick enough. They swung the ball around and got threes. And if they missed a three early on, they got the offensive rebound. So uh, that that was why our defense early on was pretty bad too. Did you all, and I didn't 
no scouting report on Williams per se. Is he? Is that something you all expected from him? I mean, it seemed like he hit some outside shots really early. Um, we knew he was looking to score for sure um, on the film. Pretty much every time he, he touched it, he was he was shooting. Mm-hmm. And um, but we also saw him airball a couple too. You know, it's like one of those streaky things that like he could get higher. He could airball a couple, but. At the same time, um, we didn't make the adjustment, obviously, as to after he hit a couple to close out maybe a little bit closer or maybe not help off as much. But, um, you know, in, in the scouting report, we knew he was looking to score. We just didn't do a good job. Joe, you guys have done a good job of losing, of learning from losing. Mm-hmm. And what did what would you say off the top here now? What did you learn from this loss tonight? Um, without watching the film, obviously, and seeing everything, uh, you can't start out sluggish against good teams. Um, a team they're they six and two, six and two now. Um, they went to Louisville, competed. They went to West Virginia, competed. That's two tough teams. Um, and for us to come out sluggish like we did at home on our home court is not acceptable. And we definitely have to learn from that. Um, defensively, early on, this wasn't good enough. We gave up too many offensive rebounds. I know that we didn't do a good job of that. And um, for as big as we start, we have to do a better job on our end of getting offensive rebounds as well, especially if we're not going to shoot at the percentage that we should be shooting at. So um, I would say those are probably the main things that we need to learn from. And as we watch the film, we have to get better at it. Thanks, Jerry. Good. All right. There you have it. You've got some insight from those guys. I mean, they're not going to come in there and say anything other than it's on us. Right? That's what I expect from Jared West. That's the kind of culture I expect from this Marshall team, as long as Jared West is on this team. He's going to come out and say, look, it's on us. We didn't do what we needed to do. We need to do better. Not going to give me excuses. Oh, Jansen was not feeling well. You know, that's a reason. Or, you know, nothing. Nothing like that. So I'm, I'm encouraged there. And again, you know what? He did his work. He has 17 points. Now they got to work on some defense. Let's be honest. They got to work on a little defense. I think they're doing okay, but still, there are a couple of things I did not like. For example, you had Lauren Christian Jackson. He had 28 points. That kid averages 14.7. Zarius Williams had 25. That guy averages 13-1. They were feeling it. They got some points out there. And Jackson got 28 points on 33 minutes. Williams, he got his 25 in 35 minutes. And, again, they shot pretty good from the three-point line. Let's let's be quite honest here. 11-22, 50% the entire game. It either went in or it didn't. It was a coin flip every single time, and they win the game. I mean, Marshall did outscore him in the second half, 43-40. Small consolation there, but you get punched in the mouth 45-30 in the first, and you hold steady with them in the second. You take that second-half performance, and if you could have got more of that in the first, we're talking a different ball game, but the second-half performance, they win. They win the game based on the second-half performance. First-half performance, not so much. Damage done, punched in the mouth, move on. Let's see if you can get a win against Toledo. I tell you what, we'll hear from Dan D'Antoni. We'll get his thoughts on this one 
and then we'll put this one to bed when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the December 5th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I am your weather-beaten host, Paul Swan, and our producer, Gabriel Sellers, this hour. We'll take your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Won't you... Don't you love and hate this time of the year at the same time? I mean, we get all of the basketball action we can handle. We're getting down to crunch time for football. And it's darker outside and the weather's nasty. I guess that's a good reason why we have basketball this time of year. So we can all go inside, keep warm, watch all the action inside the cage. And one guy that probably lives that lifestyle more than anybody heats things up in a basketball arena, Dan D'Antoni. Now, yesterday was not a prime example of Marshall basketball, at least that first half. Marshall got punched in the mouth. And let's be honest, that's a good Akron team that came in in Huntington. That's a team that played very tough with West Virginia, and that's a good team. This is a team also that played very tough against Louisville, and that's a good team. So their two losses, two of the better teams in college basketball right now, and they were competitive. They were close losses. They put scares in both those teams. So this wasn't a bad team you lost to by any stretch of the imagination, and they came out and they punched you in the mouth, and then at least Marshall responded in that second half. Let's find out, however, how the coach felt about it. Here's Dan D'Antoni from last night. Came out flat early, and that was our juniors. A little disappointed in how they came out and competed. They had four or five offensive rebounds in a row. Uh, We didn't seem to be able to hit – shots and make the big plays uh, that that put us in a scramble mode then iron gets in foul trouble and uh Gorn, uh, a little bit slow and inexperienced to play that little guard and the pick and roll and what they did and uh, uh we, we'll get on that and look at it and make sure we see if we can't shore that up uh, uh try to look at the positive <laughs> no, i know i'll tell you when i'm over there well, I know with the feeling I had, I, I thought I was back to year one, where I'm sitting over going, I hadn't seen things like that happen ever in a basketball game. But uh, that's young team. Uh, you know, you, you forget about John and CJ and the uh, the discipline they had in their ball game, and these kids haven't yet got that. They haven't found it yet. We, uh, we're going to get a little bit better, I think, with Andy Taylor. Don't want to put too much on him. He hasn't played in a year and a half, but uh, I think uh, they another. We need another ball handler out there that uh, plays more like a point guard. And I think he'll give that to us. So all in all, it's a it's a long season, and uh, things can flip pretty good. We're still, you know, again to play that bad offensively, we usually get beat. In the last three or four years, we get beat thirty points. But this team has got some things that they can make and do. They're long, and they can play defense decently. They don't, uh, you know, they shot 46 from the field, which is not bad uh, for a good shooting ball club. So, you know, again, we've got a lot of work ahead of us. And, uh, great crowd. Appreciate them coming. I hope that they will stay with this young team 
and they give us the support we need. Uh, you know, it's, it's easy to support when you don't need it, and we need you now to stay with us and uh, let this team grow with y'all pushing them forward. What did Jackson do uh, the most? I know that Jared's an experienced defender, but it's, it seemed like... Uh, well, he got picked off by the pick and roll, yeah. and then that we, we were playing a zone back and uh, letting him come into the, but then they have a real good pop guy. And we didn't do a good job on their, uh, it's a kind of a high-low type of situation where it's roll and replace. But the guy comes back out on the backside, George helps down inside, or our forward helps down inside, then they throw it to the outside and he shoots a three, makes it. Then you hurry down there and you stay, you hurry back up there and then they stay on him. Same thing we've been doing for years. You know, same thing we do, and uh, it's difficult to guard if you got guys that know how to pull it off. But we got to get into that little guy a little bit better. And Iron does a pretty good job of knowing kind of when to fade back, and get his hands on Goran. You know, really struggles with that. He doesn't know yet, but uh, he's capable. We'll see if we can't make him a little bit better after this game. What happened with Jansen? Sick. That's all I heard. He was throwing Sick. up, throwing up in the locker room. Coach, you opened the year with a big win since then, one and five. Where are you starting to notice some of the struggles in this stretch? As soon as I look at the roster of the other team, I mean, we're playing Notre Dame, who's supposed to be upper half, ACC, with a young team now, with a, a brand new team, basically. Florida, ranked sixth at the beginning of the year. Uh, Toledo, supposed to win the MAC. Uh, who else has been there? Oh, College Charles is supposed to win the Colonial. I mean, that's what happens when you get. We're we're on a we're in a uh, cycle. We're in our replenishing cycle, and they're in their ending part of the cycle, and that happens. You know, uh, you, you know we, you know maybe it's a lot of coaches wouldn't do it as I would do it. In that, I think it's going to make us better, and we're going to be stronger at the end of the year. Uh, a lot of coaches will look and say, we can't, we got to do it by wins and confidence. I mean, whichever way you want to look at it. But you can schedule, I could have scheduled six wins. And then easy. we don't play Notre Dame, we don't play Florida, we go out and find, uh, I don't, I won't name names because then I'm throwing off on them. I can find four more teams that we could beat. We could be looking at a six and one or, you know, whatever schedule. But I don't do that. I want to play the best teams. These kids are going to learn. Don't panic. It's not a not the end of the world. And uh, I think we'll get better and grow from it. Given given how well you all played against Florida for all of about eight minutes, was the flatness especially you know frustrating simply because you were coming off a little bit of a high? Could be. You know, I don't know. You got a young team. I, I'm sitting over on the sideline trying to get a a grasp of where to go and a rhythm. We don't have one. And they're jumping all over the place. I don't know where Cam's going to run to. I got no feel. George should, but I don't. You know, he's out, body's going in every different direction I've, I've never seen. And, uh, you know, you're sitting out there going, geez, you know, what do you do? But we started grinding it down a little bit. You know, we can get into iron some. I got to find which ways to get him the ball. One time he got a little bit too far out and he didn't look real good. So we're going to have to, you know, limit that so that when he catches out there, he's passing and then getting a deeper, deeper uh, seal. Uh, I thought Tavion's got to learn to quit trying to always get all the way to the basket and to pull up. He's shooting a little jumper in practice, and he does it pretty well. 
but he doesn't trust it enough yet. We got to get him doing that. Uh, Jared's got to stay tough for us and just grind things out. Uh, Cam Harris, I thought, was a, you know, he only had one turnover. How many turnovers there? He had one turnover. That's a big deal. Three assists to one. That's huge. Uh, he had two blocks. I thought he played well. He's five of six, one of two from threes. Good numbers. You know, if you look at our offensive numbers, they, they got better. 46% from the floor, almost 30, from, or 29.4 from threes, and 75% from free throw line. That's better. We're getting better in that regard. We still haven't made the big points. I thought had a couple of times where we got down to 12, and we end up having maybe two shots of getting it below 10, and then they go down and hit a three. But, uh, you know, uh, I thought uh, uh, Jeremy Dillon gave me good minutes. And I, I was uh, – sometimes when you get out there and you're, as a, you see them every day in practice and you don't see the good side, you're always worried about what you, what you don't like. And what I saw tonight, he gave us uh, good minutes. Iron, um, uh, I said, is going to grow. And, uh, you know, Jared's always going to be tough. He's, he's, a, he's a tough little competitor. So, you know, down the road, I looked out there, I think, I, I think we had one time when Jared was on the bench, we had – two sophomores and three freshmen. And that's tough to play a team that's graduate, uh, what is it, uh, transfer, graduate, transfer, redshirt junior, and three seniors. That's tough. And uh, make an old man out of me if I ain't already. But, you know, I, I don't give up very easily. So, you know, and I don't think our kids will either. And uh, we, we've got to work on getting a, a rhythm for our offense. and define define what we can do and where we can score from. And uh, it's gonna take a little time. And John's had his ball had the ball in his hands for the last four years. And it was all created from him and now we're having to do it a different way. So that's new for Jared, new for Jansen, new for Michael Myers, new for Iron. You know, the freshmen don't know, but uh, the rest of them it's all brand new. How difficult has the process been for Iron? Not not just to get his weight down, but it still seems like because of his size that, that some calls can go against him. And, and well, I thought the last the last call was a tough call. You know, I'm not saying it's right or wrong because I don't want to get fined or right. have people call me. But uh, I thought it was a tough call. I thought he blocked it. And he, you know, but he's big. He's going to get those. He can't get the silly ones. Uh, he has a uh, technical foul on him. That's that's just not being smart. And and that's growth too. See, he's not he's. He's only played about a half a year. Yeah. So it's not like he's a one year veteran. He's a, about a half a year veteran, never started. And now all of a sudden now he's a focus. And that's a, that's a big jump. And uh, But I like, I like what I see. I know this, when he does things the way he can and does it right, you can't stop him. He's unstoppable. So all we got to do is find multiple places to get that done for him. And that's going to take a little feel by me and, and a feel from our guards. Our guards have got to learn how to find him and set him up. And, uh, you know, maybe adding another ball handler out there with Andy that might, you know, it just takes three or four, and then all of a sudden things flip on the other side. Defense, <laughs> defenses get nervous. They start doing crazy things like we got nervous. And then it gets easy. So, and we'll see. We'll see.
in the case of an iron, how do, is there any way that you can teach a player to, to get a feel for the officiating of a game, especially no. in his no, scenario? You know, again, uh, you know, there are a lot of solutions that you can write on the paper. And there's a lot, and I go back because I think it's a perfect example. If you got a kid that can't walk and you're holding him up, it don't matter whether you hold him up with the left hand, with the right hand. If he's not ready to walk yet, you can have somebody else come and hold his hands up. He's going to fall because he's not ready. He's not ready. There's no, you can't go and say, well, if we change the offense here, or we do this. And I know all the coaching geniuses that are out there got a better way. And it's easy there. And it's, it's a much difficult when you sit where I am. And uh, it just happens. I, I, I've been around this game for a long time. I, we had a Soccer City High School team that went three and 21. I think I think it was close to that. Three and 21, my worst year ever. And the next year, same starting five, came back just 26 and two. So it, it's, they weren't ready. They were freshmen and they were trying to play seniors and they couldn't do it. Just can't do it. So, you know, it's a game. I think we represent Marshall well. It's still a fun game to watch. You still see, still see some great plays, and we'll try to make more and more and have our fan base come out here and support us. And let's uh, enjoy the year and the Christmas as it comes up because uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm tree decorated. I'm ready to roll. Dan and Tony getting that tree ready. We'll wrap this one up when we continue. Today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So we're going to put this one to bed now. Marshall, Akron, it's over, it's done with. We turn our attention to Toledo. That'll be Sunday. Next home game is going to be against Bluefield State on Wednesday, December 11th. That's at 7 o'clock. Both those games you can catch right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog. So we've got you covered. We're going to find out on Sunday. We don't know when, but we're going to find out on Sunday where the bowl is going to happen. And I've got a few responses from you on Twitter, and I'm still trying to get your ideas. Where do you want to go for the bowl? Where's your bowl destination? If you can pick a bowl, I'm going to put it in your hands. You pick the bowl. You tell me where Marshall should go. I'm also going to give you the power to not go to a game. Say you don't have the power to pick the bowl you want to go to, but I'm going to give you the power to refuse, where is the worst destination in your mind for a bowl? Where don't you want to go? And so far, I have gotten, and really, let's be honest with you, I think I've only got one that's rejected Dallas. Not Dallas. That was one reply on Twitter. Frisco or Fort Worth, so that's an opportunity for herd fans. New Orleans or New Mexico. So those seem to be what's up in the air right now for herd fans. Not many people are, are fans of Dallas. I, I don't know. It's Dallas. It's a great city, right? Dallas. Dallas, Fort Worth area. It's Texas. 
I know. Texas. I get it. I understand. You want to go somewhere? You want to go somewhere nice, like New Orleans. I get that. You want to go somewhere warm. You want to go to Florida. I get that. New Mexico. It's warm. You want to go there. I get that completely. So I'm taking your replies right now on Twitter at Paul Swan. I'm really not pushing it. Not really like a poll or anything there. Just sort of a straw hat poll. Impromptu. Just give me your ideas. Give me your thoughts. And we'll talk about it all week. As we still don't know where Marshall's going to go. Nobody knows where Marshall's going to go. No idea whatsoever. It's, it's crazy. Usually you kind of have an idea by now where Marshall might be going. You haven't heard any grumblings, rumblings, releases, leaks, speculation that has any merit. You haven't heard any of that. So as soon as we find out, we'll share it with you. And, of course, we'll definitely talk about it as Marshall... We're going to find out on Sunday, I believe, where Marshall's going to go for the bowl. And then hopefully we can get all excited and re-energized for football again because I kind of got a feeling uh, for right now, some of you not as excited or energized for football. Basketball yesterday was a, a disappointment for you as well, so let's hopefully get this turned around for next week. All right, uh, we're wrapping the show up. And before I go, I found out today, today's International Ninja Day. Are you into that? Gabriel Sellers, our producer, is actually giving me ninja chops in the studio. Gabriel, talk to me, brother. Are you are you seriously into into this? You got to actually pull the microphone down to your face. I know you're not used to that. Are you into this? It's been years, mate. You, you like the ninja movies? Yeah. What's your favorite? Do you have a favorite? I can't choose a favorite. If you could watch one right now, what do you go to? I can't. I. I mean, there's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That works. You like that one? That works. Okay, I'm trying to narrow it down. I've got two. I'm trying to narrow it down because I'm going to watch hockey tonight. I got Rangers and I got Blue Jackets. I got to watch that. But afterwards, I'm going to go in and find a ninja movie just to celebrate. Because as a kid of the '80s, you know, born in the '70s, child of the '80s, love me some ninja movies. I'm either going to watch American Ninja. Or the better sequel, American Ninja 2, which is better than American Ninja. Don't watch American Ninja 3. That one was terrible. Or I'm going to watch, I'm going to go Chuck Norris and watch The Octagon because it's got Chuck Norris and it's got ninjas in it. That might be my winner right there. The Octagon with Chuck Norris. A great movie. Whatever I can find on the streaming services because right now until uh, Netflix cancels, I've got Netflix, I've got the Hulu, I've got the Amazon. I got all the major streaming services. That's changing, though. I'm cutting back into the holidays. So if you want to loan me your Netflix login, hey, um, we can talk. Uh, That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Hope you had fun. If you're not having fun, we're going to do it all over again tomorrow and try to make it even better for you. For Gabriel Sellerts, he's going to be binge-watching some Ninja Turtles. I'm down with that, man. I'm good with that. That's okay. Those are classic films. I'm probably going to watch some Chuck Norris. I mean, come on, it's Chuck Norris. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.